We've gutted Garthax. Now it's time to get going to godhood this week on The Hapless Heroes. I'm going to continue ruining breakfast. Hello and welcome back to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. We're going to start this evening the same way I start every evening because I lack creativity, but also because we love continuity. So we'll start on my right with Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. We like continuity? That wasn't part of the plan. It is right. We have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. That was a fantastic nap. It is right. We have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I've been here the whole time. All right. We have James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. Mike is unable to be with us tonight due to some uh, out-of-game emergencies, so we're just going to kind of weekend at Bernie's it with him, and he'll uh, roll back <laughs> as, uh, as we uh, get going. Speaking I'm about, I was going to say, speaking of just about how much we love continuity. Right. So to recap, we had, we, and by we, I mean everybody but me, because I was playing Garthax, killed Garthax and Stevedore, and then decided to shack up in his house for the night, because why the hell not? I mean, no one else is using it now, so I guess, you know. It was comfier than the basement floor. No you mean our house. You know of. It's our house. We came in, we killed the dude that lived here. It's ours. <laughs> Is that That's how that works? works? <laughs> We're Americans, here. dude. That's exactly That's how it works. We're Teldurians. <laughs> Hoblet. We're bigger. We're stronger. We're taking your house. <laughs> That's awful. Awful. We did brutally murder the butler. And the homeowner. Well, to be fair, the butler turned out to be a tentacle monster, and the homeowner turned out to be a demon. So I guess, if anything, we did the realms a favor. I mean, However, there is one crucial detail that we are omitting from the killing Garthax thing, in that the d- diamond that he trapped Hedrick in was shattered into yeah. what is it, five, five or piece. six pieces. Five, five pieces. pieces. Five identical pieces that Felix is now carrying, trying to figure out how the fuck we save Hedrick because he's trapped in those five identical pieces. And we put Hedrick spell, back together again. The spell mend does not apply to magical items. So that sucks. Okay. <laughs> Even if it did, it wasn't going to apply here anyway. I'm not <laughs> letting you take the easy way out on this one. Right. You're either going to find a hidden quest. Or you're not. And Hedrick is going to be in a five-part diamond forever. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're coming out of a long rest. We were instructed that there was a door right inside of Garthex's chamber that led to beyond. Wherever but we're beyond still is. in Lagradex. Yes, we did find that out, too, right? So that right. this domain, or wherever we are, is still part of Legradex. This, like, weird space outside of time and, like, the planes. It's sort of like this, like, weird way station, like, in between everything. And so even though that we... You know, we were in another part of Legradex before. We just like hopped down to some magical chute, and we ended up in a different part of Legradex. So where Legradex ends is really a mystery, because it seems that we're just kind of like moving laterally at this point, and we're not ascending as we should be. Right. Um, to, you know, whatever that means, whatever that looks like, you know, that's I don't know if we're actually doing it or not. Oh, is ascension literal or figurative? That's a great question. Well, we tried the literal one. By going up the stairs, and that didn't play. (laughs) (laughs) And it was up until it wasn't up, because then up became down, and down became up. Yeah, that was confusing. Um, Anyways, so I'm assuming, you know, we're all waking up at different times. I do recall, and I'm not sure if this was in the recording or if this was an after-recording comment, but that Boris was stealing a bunch of shit. 
Well, we will, yeah, I think Boris had mentioned that, but I would like to sort of explore that in that I don't want to cut back to the action in the morning with everyone having woken up without sort of giving an opportunity for people to get up to whatever late night shenanigans they would choose to be up to. James, so is look. anything going on yep. during the wee hours of the night? Is there anything to do? But I, I can't tell you that. All right. Uh, well, we're in we're in dude's house, right? You are in dude's house. Um, dude, in the concept of possession, is a little muddy at this point, as you have sort of ever so slightly murdered the homeowner. Um. I need to remind everybody, which you know, just in case that if they forgot, the homeowner was a demon. We didn't yeah. just. We, okay. It's less murder homeowner than smoke demon. Liberate household from <laughs> demon. Right. We've liberated this household from demonic possession. That's that, yep. that's that's what I'm going to go. That's the angle I'm going at this with. <laughs> In the parlance of the military, you liberated the hell out of it. I will just quickly say that Felix no longer requires sleep. Is that one so... of the bonuses of having a third eye of fucking Vecna in your forehead? No, I... Listen, oh, oh yeah, here, I guess I'll put, I'll put my prop back on. Just to remind everyone of your shame. Listen, it was the, the lab assistants didn't make it. I had to come up with something else. So yeah, lab assistants um, keep blowing up. So why don't I just go in next? I didn't mean to. <laughs> you guys can argue this out over breakfast unless you've oh, left I'm your sure we are. <laughs> Like or, I said, or ha- are you just arguing this out in the hall at midnight? Either way, we're uh, no. for me. <laughs> I'm just saying Felix does not need to sleep. We'll take a short rest. Actually, I'll take a long rest anyways, right? But that long rest involves me just pretty much pre-ritualizing. Gross. Um, so wash your hands afterwards. Yeah, and then actually, in front and then of actually, everybody. And then actually ritualizing. Well, I'm, like actual ritual. You know what I'm talking about? Like with the with ritual. Yeah, we all know, you know the ritual, man. We've all... We've all done it. We just right. I mean, we've all done here? different rituals. We don't. We don't. We don't. Well, sure. To each their own. You don't pre-ritualize each other. Yeah. No. 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 no, no, no. Personal rituals. Yeah. You have to set that kind of party up ahead of time. We're talking yeah. about magic, right? I guess. <laughs> or, or, or we're talking happens, about what baby. Harry Farrell labeled as ritual delo habitual. Right. Um, um, which I, I assume that's what he was talking about with that album. I don't know. I didn't really listen to. And actually, I mean, I was going to say that Felix was going to use 10 minutes, you know, of this long rest period um, to ritualize legend lore about Legradex. I will let you and and we can let that one simmer and marinate because it says name a person, place or object. The spell brings to your mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing you named. It might consist of current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. If the thing you named isn't of a legendary imp- importance, you gain no information. I would say, and argue, that le- that uh, Legradex is of some sort of legendary importance, as a lot of gods seem to hang out here. Um, and it says, the more information you already have about the thing, the more precise and detailed the information you receive is. So I guess it's based on how much I already know that I glean more in knowledge based on what I like what I don't know about what I already know okay so yeah give me give me a minute to simmer on that and uh we'll just sort of make it around the loop and we'll get back to you so uh um Jarrell what is Jarrell doing with his knight um I would say that uh he very much struggled to try to get his armor off which he's broken things trying to do that before uh, he gave up kind of after like maybe a half an hour and just crashed on one of the big beds. Um, and that's what he's doing for the night. When he wakes up, it'd probably be, you know, a full eight hours from there. Wonderful. So, yeah, ever so slightly sore from sleeping in at least parts of your armor. <laughs> but otherwise, just peachy. So, uh, Boris, I hear you're up to some uh, larcenous activities. Yeah, uh, Boris it does not announce that she's going to steal things. She's she's going to explore the mansion and may or may not happen to pocket a few choice items hey, during, real quick. Her, during her adventures. We were all in the same space, right? 
We were all in the kitchen and like okay. working on food at the time that we kind of left off last time. Did you sneak out? Oh, hell yeah. Did I notice? Almost Probably not. not. I don't think <laughs> anyone does whenever Boris sneaks away because she's okay. so proficient. You can try it. if you'd like to roll for it. I don't, I don't think she can roll below a 23. That is correct. Right. <laughs> you have to well, be I'll never get there. I'll never right, exactly. <laughs> I was more or less wondering if Hoblet <laughs> might have seen her or seen Boris leave than gone to partake in the same debauchery. But if I don't see you leave, then you have there's to no go chance that I'm coming. <laughs> you know. How no. long is Boris gone for? Let's play this game. Maybe Better I can question. get it. Maybe how, long do, how long? Do, how long? How long? How much time passes before you even notice? Well, that right. She's gone. That's that's what I'm getting at. Like, are you dipping <laughs> out and back, or do I have time to notice that she's gone? These are. I mean, this is a skill area for Boris. So she would have like left for a bit while you guys were working on like making food, or whoever was making dinner was making dinner. Been back in time for food, and then like done any other shenanigans that she was continuing like before going to sleep. So, because debauchery is one of Hoblet's skills. So, okay, at so, one point in Boris's adventures throughout the night, then she she kind of like intentionally eyes Hoblet, like you know, gives him gives him. Yeah, yeah, I just want to do something because I feel like I would look for shit too. Maybe and, and we Col run into each other while I'm exploring, and 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 kind of kind of grabs Hoblet and and heads toward the front door of the mansion, okay. and. and pulls out a dagger and carves HH -H into the front door to claim ownership of the house. <laughs> I like it already. Um, it's H-O-T. We are the heroes of Telduria. Oh yeah, that's true. Right. But I can't comment on that, so H-H -H it is. <laughs> yeah. Or H-O-T. No, -H. H-O-T would make more sense. H-O-T went down. From the first there, age. There, there was a Hedrick rap about our, you know, our, our <laughs> acronym, right? Sure. We're hot. Yeah. Former Lee Hokov. We're hot. Former Lee Hokov. <laughs> Hedrick, I wish you were in five different pieces right now. I know. Me too. <laughs> two, two to three pieces would be manageable, but five seems like just. How do you write a song like that? Yeah. Right. All right, so correction, uh, we'll carve H-O-T because we're not advertising the podcast where we're hey, advertising our, our heroes. Oh, shit. If you really love us. <laughs> Is it bad to go looking for booze with, uh, I don't know how many years have passed. I forget how old Boris is, but like, I feel like 13. I shouldn't go searching for booze with a 13-year-old girl. Dude, she already has a pocket full of beer you, and there's like wineskins. Yeah, like, I guess you're right. Question Boris out loud if you if we should go looking for alcohol together. Maybe, yeah. Boris just hands you a wineskin from her pocket, from like a pocket. She literally hands you like a five liter bag of right. wine. That so, came from Klingadin's place. Nice. Oh, <laughs> good stuff. I forgot you had some of this. Much obliged. I feel like... Right, we should also probably note, right, like, while we, the people who are playing these characters, do not condone underage drinking, this is a different world in time. Right. Where there's probably not necessarily rules about underage drinking. We still don't condone it and don't necessarily want to f highlight that, but I have, it can happen. I it it has been mentioned already <laughs> that Boris has had, like, a social wine at, like, activities she's needed to be at as Baroness already. Yeah. Also, right. I have yeah. the feeling... That it is not illegal in the Barony of Riverford for the Baron of Riverford to drink whatever the Baron wants. Right. Touche, salesman. So yeah, we're just cruising around stealing shit and drinking. Do we find anything cool? Um, I particularly want to look in, in and around the bed area. Boris had already <laughs> stolen a bunch of stuff before finding Hoblet. Yeah, so there are six bedrooms because I've decided that there are six bedrooms along that hall. There's three on the west wing and three on the east wing of the house. Felix um, is in one of them. Yeah, Felix is in a room. Quinn is in a room. Um, and there appears to be a sock on the door. Um, yeah, Jarrell has a room and is attempting to sleep fitfully at this point. And yeah, so Hoblet and uh, Boris also have their own rooms. So, so there's no unoccupied rooms? One, two, three, four, five. Um, 
no, there would be one unoccupied out of those because right. uh, we have, yeah, we've got a Felix, we've got a Jarrell, we've got a Quinn, a Boris, a Hoblet, and that is it for the active party currently. Yep, I want to I want to explore that sixth bedroom. What Boris left of it? Okay. Um, with a flask of yes. wine, Boris, you're more than welcome to come with me, knowing that you've already been through here. I will absolutely come with him acting like I had never done this before. Sure okay, enough. you know, that sounds good because Boris has absolutely been in that room. But Hoblet, you would have no idea because Boris isn't just right. a thief. Boris is a competent thief and therefore the room is left in the exact same state as it was before. Uh, let's comment. see if we can find anything in here. Quick comment slash question. Are you going to pull a Quinn here, uh, Boris, and not tell the audience at any point in time the list of things that you've stolen? Happened <laughs> off camera from everybody else. The fact that she, the fact that she's not saying anything right away, means right. that that is a yes, and she is pulling a quit. Yeah. Yeah. I, as the DM, have reviewed the entire list, and I found it all to uh, be in accordance with uh, the codes of whatever I deemed the codes to be at the time. So it's all fine. Okay. So anything, anything in particular about what I'm assuming might be a couple nightstands, a closet, the bed, anything in here that Boris might have missed. Well, uh, there appears to be some sort of religious book placed by the Gidgeons in the uh, nightstand. Okay. Is it in a language I understand? Yes, and it is the Gospel of Valen. Okay. Here? Yes, because the Gidgeons just place a Gospel of Valen in every nightstand they can find. Oh my god. Yes, they do. How'd they yeah. get here? Could you imagine if that were the case anywhere else? If every hotel room you went in, there was a holy book in the drawer? That would be wild good thing this is just a fictional land uh, yeah turns out real life there is a good reason for that we're not getting into that because that's not part of the show so we're going to move along um there are various sets of uh clothes more or less human sized in the closet that ranges from, okay. anywhere from uh fine uh fine formal wear to literal hoodies and sweatpants Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, there is a desk with uh, some stationery, um, a couple of quills, an ink pot. There's also a uh, sort of a hand mirror on top. I think what else would be in that room? Um, so nothing, no, nothing of note. Not, nothing. nothing of note unless you're looking for specific things. No, I feel like I would probably just be drinking wine, walking around. I'm not like a de fucking detective. I'm just looking for cool shit, which it looks like Boris has already cleaned out. Boris takes shit. the hand mirror for the sake of appearances and making it look like she hasn't already stolen stuff from this room. Yeah, that's the other thing is a lot of the really interesting stuff was already cleaned out. Right. I'm just, yeah. I, James knows that. Hoblet would have no idea. No. Ah, fuck. Nothing good in here. <laughs> Boris opens a few desk drawers looking for fish food. Okay. Um, <laughs> Boris is unfortunately unsuccessful because who would keep a f who would keep fish food if there are no fish? Boris does mumble out loud, you know, fish food, fish food, as she's like in the desk, but doesn't explain herself in any way, and then just kind of wanders away from it as she steals the hand mirror. Who's fish are you trying to feed? Nobody. Okay. <laughs> Who am I to tell you what to steal? What troll? Uh, the bedrooms, the kitchen... I mean, I feel like it's kind of a big house, but it's probably yes. getting late and I'm beat as hell. Yeah. Not to mention like this house almost seemed like it was staged to just look like a house. Right. Like, and it was done right. in a very lazy manner. I didn't find anything of note yeah, in the empty bedroom. Right. So I'm, I'm passing out. Uh, once Hoblet goes to bed, Boris goes to her room, carefully locks her door, gets into bed pulls a fishbowl out of her pocket and sits it on her nightstand and says, good night, Chuck, and then goes to bed. You named him Chuck. <laughs> I love it. And then puts him back in her pocket the next morning. Fantastic. 
So it is written, so it is done. That is exactly what happens. If there's nothing else anybody is trying to cover for the evening hours, we're going to do the... Oh, Felix. Yes. We've got the, to take legend. that legend lore. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is it that you are trying to find out about Legradex? Well, I'm trying to glean information I don't already know about Legradex. Like, um, the examples it provides, it says, like, you know, because again, like I said, it's could be current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. And it's based on, you know, the information I gain is based on what I don't already know about the place. But it could be... Um, it says, yeah, the more information you have about the thing, the more precise and detailed the information you receive is. The information you learn is accurate, but might be couched in figurative language. For example, if you have a mysterious magic axe on hand, the spell might yield this information. Woe to the evildoer whose hand touches the axe, for even the haft slices the hand of the evil ones. Etc, etc. So, tell me something okay. I don't know about Legradex. Legradex has the grandest foyer in the universe. Unfortunately, that is sufficiently vague and it'll make sense at a different time. Uh, let's see. What else? In what universe? <laughs> Where the fuck even are we? See, Somewhere that's the, the thing universe. about Legradex is it's a... The other thing you do know about Legradex and I've got to find... I have a thing with uh, the information on it. I'm going to find it in this notebook here. There we go. Legradex is one mile in diameter and is perfectly round. Its vertical dimensions, however, are completely unmeasurable. This shaft, one mile wide, round, of some sort of uh, material external to the planes has been jammed through the planes. It's sort of an external intrusion that was jammed in. Hmm. And it's a mile in diameter. It is one mile in diameter, and its vertical measurements, such as what vertical would mean in a place like this, are immeasurable. That almost makes no sense, but... Yeah, a mile diameter, but it goes up and down forever? Possibly. Not possibly, Dave. It is or it isn't. <laughs> you're in or you're out, man. Well, you don't get to know these things. I do. All right. You don't, you don't get to been, not know those things. It has also been said at the topmost point of Legrodex, there is a castle in the clouds. Okay. Good information to have. So you know those three things. The grandest foyer in the universe, whatever that means. The castle in the clouds. And the vague dimensions and uh, kind of kind of at least the hints of the nature of Legradex. Alright, so when everyone else wakes in the morning and after we finish this long rest, I will try to like, for anyone who cares to know, we'll relay some, informa some information I learned from my ritual. Uh, Jarrell mumbles, oh, that's very interesting, Felix, as he's like half in and half out, like his chest plate's off, but his pants are, like his uh, plate mail pants are still on, trying to like shuffle through the uh, counters for coffee or something. <laughs> Only half paying attention, really. Cool. Are there, is there any coffee? Are there eggs? Can I make some bacon? Something. Some okay. fucking brand so, <laughs> There are coffee grounds. There are there is a way to make coffee in this kitchen. It's one of those old timey coffee pots that you've got to put on top of stove. But yes, it has all of the parts. There are coffee grounds in a sealed container. Uh Jarrell hands Felix the coffee grounds in the container and the coffee pot. <laughs> there are e there are eggs in uh, the ice chest they are kind of faintly pink and about the size of baseballs they're perfectly spherical you know this is usually something that pregnar does like i don't even know how to like i don't do this thing yes i mean sven and hans usually make my breakfast do you know how Jarell, to make eggs and jarell is like physically looking at eggs <laughs> there's a time and a place to learn everything jarell here you go have fun bud 
Um, so I'm not, I'm not your chef. Does Jarrell roll a performance for how well he cooks all these eggs? <laughs> I'm cooking all the eggs. I believe it would be oh a survival check. That's it. Now the search for bacon, however, comes up surprisingly empty. You would think a place as well apportioned as this and that has uh, decent stores would have bacon. Unfortunately, you are unable to find any kind of cured meats whatsoever. Except for the floor bacon that Boris cooked on my forehead and is now on the steps outside of this place. Yes, the floor bacon is still where it was. No animals have come to take it during the night. Should you be of a mood to go all the way out to the front to go search for it? That's like month old floor bacon, too. <laughs> it's been in an extra or uh, extra dimensional space like you know like in her pocket but, does that mean it holds longer i guess uh, i rolled I an know. 11 on my egg cooking are you disgusting <laughs> <laughs> your your eggs are nothing spectacular but nobody will get ill from eating them they are delicious well delicious might be a bit of a stretch but uh they have nutritional value you won't go hungry no one's gonna get sick from cool. Jarrell probably doesn't know how to season things yeah no not quite enough salt or pepper were you discussing the bacon search out loud while you were cooking eggs? Uh, yes, probably. Looking for at least some meat Boris outside of the pulls eggs. A handful of fresh bacon out of her pocket and looks kind of defeated, but hands it over. Was this bacon what? on the floor as well? No, this was in the fridge yesterday. <laughs> Love it. Uh, can Jarrell just see uh, roll to see how well he cooks the bacon? Oh god! Absolutely. Make it a survival check. <laughs> got it okay did you get an a or an f f fantastic Ooh, raw bacon no he no, burns bad. it to a crisp <laughs> he burnt it straight back to the paleolithic era i would eat burnt bacon before i ate raw bacon and it smells like ums bacon in here it smells like oh ums bacon all right <laughs> Yeah, the stuff that he, you know, that her robot dog just vaporizes whenever it gets put inside. We haven't heard from the robot dog in a while. Is the robot dog still in a pocket, perhaps? The robot dog is still in a oh, pocket. No, wait. Yeah, the robot dog did come along, yes. We yeah, did try to channel the, the, um, the big spell through the dog because we were too smart for that. Quick hold. Well, Dave, it's up to you to do the uh, riff. Uh, riff. Unless you want me to literally just to clip that of me saying no, it. I can do that, but only if the dog is actually around and not in an extra dimensional space inside a uh, teenager's, jack teenager's jacket. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm safely in a pocket right now. Fantastic. I will note that on my list, the bacon that I stole did specifically say a handful of bacon that did not fall on the floor. So I did clarify in my notes that this was not floor floor bacon. Yes, I confirm it is not floor bacon. Um, it is an important distinction to make. Just as an aside, did you hand over your entire supply of bacon or did you keep some in reserve? Um, I handed over the entire supply. It just said a handful, so it wasn't that much bacon. Fabulous. Was, you know, uh, like, a you know, whatever a bacon package worth of bacon would have been, so. Like a pound of bacon? Yeah. It's a pound here. I don't know. Maybe in Canada they bag their bacon too. I don't know. Canadian bacon's fucking weird. Uh, no, you can also get a kilogram of bacon though. Like that's definitely a real package size. That's an option. Just elo of bacon. Yeah, love it. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah. Um. You burnt the shit out of that bacon. Was that um, with a one or uh, just a low roll? No, it was a one. Yeah. Oh, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no. The bacon is so burnt as to be inedible. <coughs> okay. Do, with a roll of a one, do I know it shouldn't be eaten? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that it's not so much that it shouldn't be eaten. It won't damage you. Pride <laughs> me. The people on the other floors of Legredax know it shouldn't be eaten. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Speaking of which, no one has seen Quinn yet this morning. Mm. 
Okay. Oh, I'm going to hate myself for this, but I'm going to go check on him. I'm going to continue ruining breakfast. (laughs) I'm going to come with you to check on Quinn. Although breakfast smells delicious, Jarrell. You you just keep going. I'm sad that I have to leave right. Meanwhile, Hoblet's sitting sitting at the table with a plate full of burnt bacon just going to town. (laughs) Hoblet, go to town on that bacon. Uh, Is there still a sock on Quinn's door? There is. Oh boy, I'm going to knock three times. Three times you have knocked. No current response. Well, I knocked. I'm going to open the door. You're breaking the code. Sock on the door. Not a good It's time to go. I I don't know what you do. Boris doesn't understand what the sock means, so she just yells, Quinn, breakfast, and kind of like sticks her head in the room. Sticking your head in, you do notice four sets or uh, four feet sticking out from under the covers. Two sets. Boris pulls her head back quickly and closes the door again, and then looks at the sock and just goes, oh. Does some quick math of like where everyone is, because (laughs) whose feet could those be? Right, yeah, Felix is doing the same thing if she told me that there was a second, like another pair of feet in there, seeing as how we were the only people aside from Garthax and um, Stevador here, and Garthax and Stevador are both like puddles of goo. So what Porus turns to Felix and says is, uh, how many legs does Quinn have? He definitely has two. Now he has four. I... <laughs> oh, um... Mm. You want to know, but you don't want to know. I mean, I... Well, we need to get him. Even if he's, like, passed out, we need to, like, drag his ass to wherever we're going. I mean, should we just leave him a note? You can't hey, leave people going... notes in places like this. <laughs> Jarrell, this bacon is delicious. Like, hey, we're going through the door, bud. Like, try to catch up. These eggs aren't half bad either. Boris, yep, pulls pulls a notepad and a pen out of her pocket and just writes ketchup on a piece of paper and pulls like it off. ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> yes, now, just spelled ketchup. <laughs> and, uh, and... Instead of, like, sticking it to the door, pulls a, a creepy porcelain doll out of another pocket um, and faces it towards the door, holding the note that says ketchup. Awesome. Done! Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. He'll figure it out. He's a, He's smart. It'll give, he'll have a story to write, if anything, at the end of this. Um, I'm going to try to gather the rest of the crew. Jarrell and Hoblet have eaten all of the eggs, and Jarrell is nibbling on the last piece of burnt-ass bacon. I don't need to eat either, so I don't care. Hoblet's <laughs> <laughs> doing like the... You're right. Getting the, getting the little last little burnt bits out of his giblets. Uh, out of his giblets. Okay, so Quinn has at least been slightly addressed, undressed, but addressed. Mm-hmm. Jarrell will uh, ask, uh, wh- where is he? Dressed. I, okay, how do I explain this? Um, Quinn is with someone right now, intimately. I have no idea who this someone is or where they came from, but he seems like he's okay. You believe that in this otherworldly realm, he just randomly met someone and they hooked up and that's, we should just go? (laughs) Is that what you're trying to say? Search the whole house for whores last night. There were none. You are welcome, Terrell, to go in there and deal with that situation yourself. I want nothing to do with that. Uh, Jarrell is totally going to try. He's going to pick up the chest plate that still isn't on and like be trying to like attach it as he goes up. It's the, there's stairs that go to the room. Hold on. Hoblet's going to put his hand on Jarrell's chest. 
You never disturb a man when he's with a lady of the night. We can't just wait for him. We can't we can't just leave him here either. With a human, right, with a human of the night. (laughs) We can't. (laughs) You don't even know it's human. You could be a creature (laughs) of the night for all we know. (laughs) What's the PC term? What can I say to not offend? And no, it's not about it's, it's, no, no, it's not about <laughs> offending. It's about the fact that the possibilities well, right. are just kind of endless in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> a, a being of the night. Technically, it's a being of the morning at this point. Yeah, yeah, we need a we need a term that encapsulates all manner of creatures because we don't know where the fuck we are or what kinds of things can show up. I know we'll be leaving him, but. He knew what he was getting into. I left him a note. Ah, see, Boris left him a note. Um, Jarrell will shake his head and continue on. Um, so he's still storming, pretty much. He, he'll pick up uh, the porcelain doll with the note that just says ketchup on it. <laughs> Put that down. Look at the sock for a second. And then use Divine Sense. Divine Sense turns up nothing. Okay. He's fine. <laughs> He's totally fine. Uh, does Hoblet does Hoblet follow? Yeah, I'm. I'm okay. not. When he walks past me, it's kind of like a bro. Don't go in there. And he's <laughs> going in there like I'm not gonna fight you, dude. But sometimes you can't unsee things. Jarrell's hand uh, is going like back and forth, like he's going, but he doesn't want to touch the sock. Like he's thinking about like what the sock means, and he's yeah, um, looking at Hoblet. <laughs> just really literally sure. just standing behind you, <laughs> right. trying not to like laugh or show mm-hmm. any. Mm-hmm. Um, because Jarrell cannot be afraid, he will open the door. <laughs> Okay, Jarrell, you open the door. Do you leave the door open behind you, or do you close it behind you as you enter the room? And I open it. Do? I open it from the hallway. I don't want to get involved and seduced by the Quinn. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's see, Hoblet, are you there? Uh, yeah. Let's say I'm in a spot in the hallway where I can see into the room past Jarrell. I'm like okay. almost maybe next to him, but a little behind him, if that makes sense. And I won't uh, send that by DM. And I will just out loud. Quinn rolls over and mutters. A mannequin foot falls out from the covers. Hoblet just turns around and walks back to the kitchen. Right around, no words. Right around, right back to the kitchen. Dead doesn't even wait to see what Jarrell does. Right back to the kitchen. <laughs> And I'm muttering under my breath, this is why you don't open the door. This is why you don't open the door. You think their foot fell off, didn't you? I don't know what I think, but this is exactly why I don't need to know what you're into. The door's closed. Nobody's dead or screaming like they're hurt. Then you're fine. Did Jarrell come back with the porcelain doll that had the note on it? Or did you put it back where... No, I, I put it back. It? Okay. Yeah, um, what do you do, though? I'm gone. I'm outie. Are you staying? Are you talking to him? What are you doing? Trying to decide if we continue on our quest with him at this point in the Legradex or not. So I guess we have to. He's passed out. With the mannequin. Yeah. Well, at least yeah. part well, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all the ploy for Quinn to uh, to expand the legend of Quinn. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something fun. Could be something else really weird. Oh, I'm sure it is. Sure. Anyhow, I, don't, okay. I already know more than I want to know. So instead of dawdling over breakfast any longer, we should probably get this plot. Yeah, let's roll. I would say so, yes. So we're just going to and fast forward to the party um, back down in the basement area. Mm-hmm. Some more black nastiness has receded, although the corpse of uh, what well, corpses of Stevedore and Garthax are still plainly visible on the floor in the room because nobody did anything with them. 
No, Steven was a gross, gross corpse. Like his head went through his butt. Like we're not, I mean, we're not touching that guy. <laughs> I mean, they're both pretty gross at this point. It's all pretty gross. But that door that was pointed at is now. No, we did. Hold on. I don't want to make this bad. We did. Didn't we bring that dude back to life and like make him tell us a bunch of shit? Yes. We took his skull, which is now in Boris's pocket, and we have but the body is question. We have one question left to ask it, and we have however long that speak with dead lasts to ask the final question of it. Though zone of truth may long be gone. Yeah, zone of truth is definitely gone. Though we could implement it again if needed. And as I recall, I do have the note, 10 days of a verbally abusive demon skull. (laughs) You have nine days remaining of a verbally abusive demon skull. (laughs) Or unless we get rid of it. Correct. Or if you ask it the final question, I believe. Well, we still get to keep the skull. We just can't talk to it anymore. (laughs) Yes, we still have a skull. But at that point, it would no longer be verbally abusive. It would be merely an an inert demon skull. But there you are in the room with the door. I'll open it. The door opens to another room, uh, another tower spiral staircase thing, except that this spiral staircase just goes up and up and up literally as far as the eye can see circling this room counterclockwise as it ascends well I guess we start climbing yep All right. let's go you have a hell of a climb ahead of you if you are uh, climbing looking for the next exit you go quite a ways how tall, are, how tall is each step they are all the standard, oh, what is it, like eight inches or something like that? Whatever standard steps are. I'm not going to go to the okay. stairs and measure them, but whatever standard stairs are, that's it. Uh, there's but, a penis um, joke in there, but I won't make it. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You just did. You just did, though. <laughs> By just saying that, you already made the joke. The... Uh... At eight inches, it is about 10,000 steps to the top. You have to understand, eight inches is, like, nearly half my height. So I'm, like, struggle. Like, I'm, I'm, like, winded by the time we've gone up a good once, amount of these. Once Jarrell realizes how winded, uh, and the fact that Felix is, like, a hundred steps, steps did behind we go him. 10,000. Roughly a mile and change vertically. And Jarrell can 7, go 7,500 feet in the air. Right. Yeah. So do we all make it without, do we need to like roll anything to get up here? I need Jarrell to carry me if we get, once we get up a few thousand steps. I imagine like at first Jarrell has you like on his back and then like in his arms like a baby in the like over his shoulder. Are there any windows? Like can we see anything or is it just like. No, not a damn thing. They are standard like castle tower blocks so maybe okay. oh, oh, you know foot and a half wide eight inches high that because well, with thing. no windows it probably gets dark going up but my character has dark vision <laughs> fucking god i knew it <laughs> so we can see we can still see and, while we're going and up. boris has a lantern whilst yeah. it would be naturally dark between the dark vision and the fact that I am just taking for granted that someone has the presence of mind to either throw a light cantrip on something or light a lantern. We're not going to get into the minutia here because there's just too much climbing to be done. All right. By the time the entire party reaches the top, time has passed. How much time? You're not really sure unless someone's keeping track of it because there are no windows and you sort of exist outside time and space in this place anyway kind of irrelevant yeah but you're all fucking exhausted by the top except for maybe felix who was getting to get carried the whole time thanks bud felix gets up and he's like ah yeah (laughs) the proverbial dogs are barking and when you get to the top there is another door identical to the one you entered from the bottom 
if we open this and it's another set of stairs, I'm going to be real mad. <laughs> I open the door. <laughs> open the door into what initially appears to be a hallway extending to the left or right. But on closer inspection, the, the hallway to the left sort of curves to the right ever so slightly. The hall to the right curves to the left ever so slightly. And if you look across the hall, you can see what appears to be almost a window across the entire wall, stretching as far to the left and right as the eye can see. All the stars in the universe, it seems, constellations, comets, and everything are visible through this infinitely wide window. Save for what appears to be some sort of ramshackle device set up just across the hall into the right a little bit. You can also see that where you entered through the door, it appears that there is some sort of arch thing that was there that has been in some sort of state of destruction or disassembly. Kind of like it's stone. It has runes carved into it. These runes appear to, on this one at least, be just almost sort of random lines crisscrossed across each other. Although it is the exact same pattern of them on several different blocks. It looks very much like almost like a Stargate. I'd like to, if I can, see if maybe I can use like my knowledge of Arcana to determine maybe what this was used for prior to its destruction. That okay. Um, yes, uh, you can make an Arcana check. Seventeen. Seventeen, and it looks—it looks like maybe a portal conduit of some sort, but it has definitely been uh, disassembled, and the parts have been moved elsewhere. Okay. Interesting. Um, if we're just specifically looking at the stone. I never get to use this, but I'm like wicked <laughs> proficient in stone cutting. Whenever I make an intelligence check related to the origin of stonework, I'm considered proficient and I double my proficiency bonus. So is there more to know about this or would we just only need to know that it's a, a thing that's being taken apart? It's been taken apart. Um, Could I tell how long ago? Is it recently been taken apart, or are you using what what ability or um, skill it's, would you it, be using history, to find this? It it's going to be a history check. Okay, make the check, and we'll see what I can tell you. Fuck off! Fuck off! Are you fucking kidding me? I go through this whole GD speech about how I'm proficient in fucking stone cutting <laughs> just to roll a GD nat one. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry. So I can add I can add eight to it if I want to, but I still rolled a nap. It's actually one. no, it's you actually add ten because your proficiency is five at four, level fourteen. Yeah. Um oh. Yeah, and technically oh, not this my is history this, yeah, technically this is not the sort of check you can actually crit fail anyway. We do it because it's fun and funny. But um, let's see. So that would be what an eleven or whatever that uh, that it winds up being. Um, this stone itself is alien to you. All of the stone that this place is made of, since you have left that um, faux chateau, as it were, is you can tell that it's stone. You have no fucking clue where it's come from. All you know is that it was never dug out of Telduria. That's for sure. Interesting. Also, I'm I'm sorry, but faux chateau is like my new favorite. <laughs> yeah, <thing>. yeah, <laughs> that's the greatest phrase I've ever heard in my life. I'd only uh, thought of that uh, when we were trying to name those episodes. I still like macabre boutonniere, but yeah. Oh yeah, macabre boutonniere. <laughs> I can mangle language sometimes. All no, right, it's the perfect usage of it. Oh yeah, that is. We've done worse. Um. Oh. Now, you said that there are runes on it? There are runes on this one, yes. Um, can Jarrell roll a religion check to see if he recognizes any of it? Sure. That's much better than that nat one. 
that I rolled earlier. It's a 22. Yeah. Um, I mean, religion doesn't tell you a lot about the planes, but what it does, you have occasionally seen this conglomeration of scratches to be associated with the plane of limbo. Oh, okay. Interesting. But the portal itself is destroyed. Uh, I'm going to walk over to the device. Okay, so the device just across the way, and it looks almost like, yes, some of the blocks that this device is made of are made from the disassembled and destroyed portal across the way. Other things you will notice, just to the left of it, there is a wooden crate. It has been here for a while. It is covered in a considerable amount of dust. The portal itself is there, inert. It has a lever on it, though. But the lever wait, appears... The, wait, the portal or the device? Is a portal here, too? I'm sorry. It's I'm a confused. device that may be portal-like. It's, it, it, it's shaped somewhat the same as what was across the hall, but it is smaller and significantly more ramshackle. Before I flip the lever, I'm going to look inside the crate. Well, on top of the crate, under a large amount of dust, is a note. Oh. What does the note say? Do you Are you going to be reading this note to yourself first, or are you going to no, be going to read it? No, I'm going to read it to everybody, but I'm going to hold it close so that Habba doesn't take it away from me and, like, I don't know, eat it or burn it or something. Okay, good, excellent. Good idea. Just, uh, You've learned. Uh, we'll paste it in green room, maybe. Sure. Or episode notes. Oh, that's even better. I'll read it out loud. Okay. I am the one holding it. So it looks like it's written in inhumanly impeccable handwriting here. Yes, we're talking you would think it came off a printer if printers existed, but only on close examination can you tell it was actually written in some kind of pen or ink or quill or something like that. The letters are all perfectly formed. Also, where there are brackets, that uh, whatever words were there were physically cut from the paper like with a razor. <laughs> okay, so it looks like it says two blank heroes of the kingdom of Vesh, Telduria, and blank. Time, and I can see was and will be, were crossed out, is short. So I was unable to set everything up, but this should be sufficient for the tasks at hand. If you are reading this, you'll like, you likely, also crossed out, will have, be, will have been successful. You may also not. You could also be both outcomes. Your mileage will almost certainly vary, in parentheses, confirmed. Anyhow... First, when the alarm goes off, you'll know. Pull down the lever at the emergency planer multi-factor door, count to three, then pull it back up again. Do not deviate for any reason. <laughs> Second, very important, break the lever off and throw it into the chasm. Do not reactivate the EPMD for any reason thereafter. Third, take a monocle from the box. It may come in handy, but if not, you'll die stylishly. Fourth, do what comes naturally like you always have and will. Make it count A. Postscript. Don't let Hoblet eat this note. Hey. <laughs> Good thing you didn't give that to me, because if you did, I would have read that sentence and eaten that fucking note. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, listen, Dare everybody. Me to eat a note. You heard me read this, so just back the fuck away and just let me do this. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do, first of all, look around. Is there currently any sort of chasm that I can see to reference as far as where I'm supposed to throw this lever as part of the step two. Alright. So, on a light, not investigatory investigation, you do find a few things. One, there is no actual window there. It just sort of opens up into the nothing. Oh god, okay. Like, there's no glass, it's just... But we're also not. In, but we're also there. not in a vacuum, so that's good to know. That is correct. One other thing that you you might have noticed, especially if you picked that note up at all instead of reading it there, is it feels quite brittle. 
as this paper and the entire note is very old. Weird. Weird. But okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, Declaration of Independence kind of old. I'm going to carefully place it into my bag of holding. Alright, it is carefully placed. Okay. Um, and then... The second, the, thing, the second thing I'm going to do before, again, pulling the lever, is open the box. All right. Inside the box, there are many monocles. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say to the party, okay, everybody just take one and put it on. Gerald gladly walks over, picks up a monocle, and puts it on. For good measure, right. I'm going to put one on my eye and one on... <laughs> the third eye. <laughs> okay. Um, Boris is going to put one on and then put a handful in a pocket. Alright. Just uh, make a note that you have that many monocles. Right, so everybody Wait, has a monocle. Whether oh, I said I came up and put one on. Okay, okay, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. And now, now I'm going to say, okay, now everybody back away just a little bit. What I'm going to do now pull well okay there's no alarm happening yet right not yet there's only two directions this lever can go up and down it's already up yeah uh it's already up yes because when the alarm goes off pull it down count to three pull it back up again but there is no alarm happening yet not yet. Okay. Waiting for an alarm then. We all have our monocles on. Yes. <laughs> and after a healthy couple of minutes, what sounds like an old timey alarm clock starts going off. Oh god. Okay, alright, alright. I'm going to pull down the lever and go one. You pull the lever. Two. There is nothing, three. and it just before three, a Magoogle blasts out of the hole. <laughs> uh, I'm oh, hello! Okay, I'm going to... Accompanied by... Pregnant! Yes. Is it you? <laughs> it's me, it's Pregnant. Uh, Jarrell runs over to hug Pregnant in the biggest paladin hug ever. Yeah, I, I still pulled the lever back up at three, because yes, I did. am not deviating for any reason. Yes. One thing that you notice that the others in their joy may not have is that he blasted through with the sounds of screaming and the smell of smoke and death. Good. Sorry, I farted. <laughs> but yes, I just hugged you, you too hard. It's okay, Pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pull the lever back up as you are instructed. I have done that. And then I'm supposed to break the lever off, which I will attempt to do. Strength check. <laughs> I'm going to pull in help for this after. Hey, minus one is a 13. Yeah, 13 won't quite do it, unfortunately. Um, uh, Jarrell sees you trying to break it. Yeah, I'm going to ask uh, Jarrell. Wait, don't... Yeah. I'm going to ask Jarrell to please help me break this lever off and then throw it ahead into the abyss. Please. Uh, I it went to an eighteen and then stopped on a four, so I only got a fourteen on it. Still not quite enough. You struggle. You hear some creaking, but that's about it. Hoblet. Hoblet has his back turned to you both. No, he's. he's Hoblet, please back. break this lever. You read the instructions. Are you heard me read the instructions? Oh, you need a real man to accomplish the task. Oh my god, I knew he was gonna do this. <laughs> Oh, come on that one. Come on that one, baby. Oh, no, don't. Advantage. Don't cheer for that. Yeah, if I will it into existence, it won't happen. <laughs> if you can will dice rolls by the power of your mind, you should have a better job than you do now. Or you shouldn't have a job and you should be right. able to see that. Yeah. That would be the job. 16. <laughs> what now? 16. 16. Yeah, we're going to call that good enough to snap it off. Oh, with all three of us cranking. All right, all right, all right. Hand, yes. uh, hand me that lever, please. Do I see the chasm? 
Well, yes, it's, it's hard plainly to miss. obvious to anyone who is in this hallway. Oblet's going to go act like he's going to hand it to Felix and then chuck it into the chasm like the note says. Okay, well done. The handle flips and falls eternally. Oh, it falls. Uh-huh. Okay. It I falls. had a plan. Good to know. Uh, now I will finally be able to turn my attention to our slippery friend. Yes, Pregnar, you notice that all of your friends are mysteriously wearing monocles. Where's my monocle? Is that part you can of have the, mine. Is that a crew thing now? Is that the, um, we have a gang, <laughs> monocle gang? Uh, you can totally be part of my monocle gang, Pregnat. By the way, All do right. you have any food with you? Uh, my breakfast was terrible. I just made my signature dragonfly souffle. <laughs> Did you bring it with you? Yes, here it is. <laughs> I like how, Hang like, on, there's, like, have, uh, screaming and burning and, like, death happening in Ardwali. And Pregnat shows up with snacks. Listen, Mr. Terrell, I know that the food is the most important part of any party, so I always bring along my goodies. I have some uh, fresh ground pepper. Say when. (laughs) When. All right. (laughs) Now, now that you've eaten, Jarrell, perhaps you could explain why the small fake frog guitar man is here. Oh, it, it must be Valen's help. Oh, this souffle is delicious, pregnant. I'm a real frog. I wouldn't be questioning. What's your name, friendo? I'm the Magoggle who is pregnant. Jarrell, you know this chap? Yes, he's been on our ship for a long time. He makes fabulous meatball subs and chicken noodle soup. Oh, it's fantastic. It's at that point in time that Hoblet's eyes light up and he realizes that he's just ignored. Uh, pregnant existence <laughs> up until this point in time, but he has eaten his food. Ah, hello, friendo. Any friend of Jarrell, and apparently my cook is a friend of mine. Uh, Jarrell offers you some of the souffle. <laughs> Delicious. I also have half of my BLT from lunch. <laughs> I'm sorry, but someone from the past slash future. Set up this elaborate contraption to bring us, of all, no offense, Pregnart, of all people, Pregnart. Was that Lord before Lord. or after breakfast? <laughs> the Lord Valen works in mysterious ways. And that's where I want to call the episode. Right. <laughs> If you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're in such places as Facebook. Search for Hapless Heroes Podcast. We're also both on the gram and the Twitters at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. Every single one of those places will have a sticky note or some sort of indicator that will take you to the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server, where you can meet and greet and talk to and hang out with us on a daily basis as we are all on there and we're all you know cool hip engaged people on the internet of the future and that's you know it's a good place for us to uh interact with our community it's it's a nice burgeoning self-sustaining community uh we'd love for you to join us now if you really like us though you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice i assume that at this point in your podcasting career if you have glommed onto the hapless heroes at this auspicious episode 201 are we in yeah it is it's 201 okay fantastic if you uh, have joined us in episode uh, 201 it's possible you've been here for some of the podcasts before but that you also have a podcast service of your choice if said podcast service allows you to leave reviews of any kind five star otherwise please do leave us a review so that we can read it on air and we can recognize you as the five star human that you are if you really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon, patreon.com slash haplessheroes, where we have a variety of reward tiers uh, from just simply being able to access our super special patrons-only channel in Discord, and uh, that would get you access to 
not just the patrons only channel where we always post with our pinkies in the air but also uh some outtakes some bloopers some of the things that come from hedrick's head those are available in that channel they are also available directly from patreon at higher tiers you could even get access to things like hoblet's notebook from the early part of season one or maybe at some indeterminate point in the future, further notebooks from Hoblet full of the disjointing and mad ramblings of everyone's favorite dwarf. We even still have some of the recordings of like the OG like recording test sessions like from when we first started the podcast. It's pretty cool. At your own risk and peril, but absolutely do it. Hey, Zach, uh, do you have a Zach for us? I got a suggestion our audience to do if they really really like us they right now like us Fat sally field and the whole deal um just floss floss today <laughs> doable that's it it's doable <laughs> and it's good for you oh it's so good to have you back and if you if you bleed too much that means you didn't floss enough in the previous days i'm sorry just floss harder it floss, <laughs> floss harder because that's the more effective. It's yes. not. It's not. It's not the frequency with which you floss. It's the amplitude. It's yeah. It's, the, it's the intensity. Yes. It's not the frequency. It's the amplitude. That's why I brush my teeth once a week, but I brush them really hard. <laughs> Just you get everything out one in one good shot, and then you don't. Have, you're good again for a whole week, and then and just, sometimes you guys should try it. You get everything out, and sometimes even the teeth, and then right. It's well, an easier hey, job. That's how you really know you're brushing good. You do. Now, before this gets any further afield, we're just going to go and outro our cast. Please keep in mind that none of these people, me included, are mental or dental health professionals. To my left, Wait, I'm a mental health professional. Right, I was going to say, John is, and I kind of am. Okay, probably the two that you wouldn't sure. want to go for mental health. Anyway. No, definitely not. Right, I don't recommend myself, but yeah. I do. do. Maybe we should. Can we cut that out? Yes, can we cut that out? He says. No, you said it, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Regardless, let's outro our cast. We're going to start from my left with Hoblet the Smasher, played by James. I have a friend who's a frog. To his left, we have Boris the Butcher, played by Nicole. We have a frog in our group now? Speaking of which, on her left, the triumphant return of Pregnart, played by Zach. I was worried, but his voice is easier during algae season. <laughs> <laughs> to his left, we have Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. Until next time. And to round out the table to his left, we have the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. Okay, whose plan was this, though? Your my name is Dave, and I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 B